wine, baby. Really? Yes, way rose. Wow, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like like high quality. I mean, I am high quality. It's all about who you're drinking with and like how you're drinking. It's the, the wine. like yeah, the energy you put into it like cultivates the experience, and I feel like you just put good energy. I into thousand it. percent agree. I was honestly gonna get you my favorite one, which is the jalapeno wine. But I knew Mm-mm. you weren't. Gonna I don't do like jalapenos. It. You know me well. I know. No, I'm glad you knew. She just doesn't want to try. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Back at it again. Hello, guys. All you ladies and gentlemen out there. We are back with sadly the last and final episode of Above the Mean for season one today i am joined by the ever so lovely and radiant lynette adkins hi thanks for having me i'm so honored that you brought me back of course i genuinely was like how do i end an epic season and i was like naturally you get an epic person and i just i wanted to kind of create this like full circle moment just because i feel like i realized it's almost been seven months since I started. That's crazy. That's so long. It really is. And I genuinely feel like so much has happened within those seven months that like, yeah, I definitely went through transformations and just different phases in my life where new chapters that like naturally beside me, I want to have my best friend and Aww. just talk about all these different shifting mindsets and perceptions and just yes. I really think that moving forward my next chapter for above the mean while I want to still do interviews for people and just interview interesting and amazing people who are doing a great work in their community and changing things and really going after their passions I really want to dive and focus more into the mindset aspect mm. of what it takes to be that above average person yeah and like the evolution of like how because i feel like in the past seven months yeah we've both changed a lot and i've seen you change and grow so much so it's like i love that you've been sharing more of your own personal experiences and your own like learnings as you change and grow because it's like life is a constant evolution so it really is and i feel like i've definitely learned a lot i think you were the biggest part who like showed me this that like Life is a game and I'm really just starting to have fun with life and enjoy all the new opportunities that are coming my way. Yes, I love it. You have to. You really do. And so this is going to be a bit of a different episode. It's a little bit of a guinea pig episode. We're going to try out some new things. I figure we're going to talk about some subjects, debrief. I have a few questions that... I want to ask you that I didn't necessarily get to ask you the first time around for our first interview. And then also we asked you, the viewers, to write in some Q&As for us. And so we'll definitely set aside some time for that as well. Yes, I'm excited. Let's jump into it. So, Lynette. These past seven months. Ooh, I just felt like that just got real deep. That got I was very like, heavy real quick. I was oh like, gosh. wait, let's let's redo this. Let's reset the mood because that's not <laughs> the level. <laughs> <I'm> tr- <laughs> that's not the level I'm trying to really be at right now. This is still a lighthearted episode of Above the Mean. Don't get it twisted. But I think one thing that 
I want to focus on for this particular episode is just shifting your mindset. Yeah. Because I feel like that has been the biggest theme throughout my life for these past few months. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you know, like I went through a breakup and it was a very hard breakup for me because it was my first love and just the circumstances were very tricky and it wasn't like a normal breakup. And so I think experiencing that and then really unpacking that has been a very interesting, I would say to say the least thing for me. But it's also kind of been one of the best things for me because I feel like it's really caused me to take like this internal look into myself as what is it that I want to do? Yeah. Like and for you, I feel like I've seen a real shift in you and a lot through your content Mm because I feel like we talked about it before how like you started off doing all these different niches where you started off doing finance, you started doing your hair, talking Mm -hmm. about college, fashion. And I think that's what really helped kind of project your career in a way was like your breaking fan, like breakout videos kind of, I would say. Yeah. 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 And now I feel like we're getting this whole new side of you where it's just like, we're seeing you, we're seeing the ups, we're seeing the downs, we're seeing the struggles. You're just being raw and real, which Mm -hmm. I love. And I really want to hone in on that because I feel like something that's really unique for you, Lynette, is that you're very transparent. Yeah, I try to be. Do you think that you were always like that? Definitely not. I mean, I feel like in my content, like it's changed a lot over the past few years. But it's the same thing where it's like I would have so many moments in like phases in my life, like where I like would really question, like, what do I really want to do? And I feel like the more I would start questioning that and the more I would like share me questioning that and share like my own journey. Cause like we all go through like these like crazy downs and ups and I can't relate to the experience that you had with your breakup. Cause I know that was like, so, I mean, I watched you grow through that and like go through that journey. Like, and I was just so amazed by how strong you were through that entire thing. But we all go through these moments, I think, in our lives, at least, where we really have to stop and ask ourselves, like, what do we actually really want? And I feel like the more I would start sharing, like, with my audience, like, what do I really want? The more I would really start to, like, be able to become more transparent and more, like, really just realizing that everyone has those moments. Everyone has those things where it's like, okay, like, maybe it's a job that you don't like or a relationship that's not good for you or, like, a friendship or something where it's like, you really have to sit back and ask yourself, like, is this good for me? And, like, am I happy right now? You know? Yeah. Yeah, like you really trying to I think something that helps is becoming in tune with yourself like yes. becoming really in tune with your body because your yes. body is going to be the biggest tell like what is it called telltale I don't like know. symbol or t- I know what you're trying to yeah. say yeah, 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 yeah. like you get me you know the words I'm trying to say but it is like the biggest like signal as to your body will let you know when it's tired, when it's hungry. But Mm -hmm. the biggest thing is your body's going to let you know when you're sad and when you're feeling those types of emotions. And oftentimes I feel like we're told to like cast away that sadness, cast away that anger. Like, But when you sit with it and you actually really get to the root cause of, okay, I'm sad, Mm -hmm. but what, what, what exactly is making me sad at this particular moment? 
it really starts to unpack and you really start to realize like, oh, I'm sad because of X, Y, Z. This is what we can do about it. Exactly. Versus like just trying to push it away. Or like, I think, like you said, like we're kind of just trained to like distract ourselves from sadness or like from hard times. And it's like when you really embrace it, like we were literally just talking about this, like you and me, like when you just like really sit with it and embrace it, like you allow it to kind of just be there without it being like a fear thing, like around it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I think one thing that I wanted to ask you that I didn't get to ask you before is, what was it like for you in the beginning to fail? Like, can you talk about your mm. failure in the beginning? Yeah, I mean, f- I think for me, there was a lot of like miniature failures, but it's like realizing that failure is always a part of like the overall process. So it's like, I think with anything, like whether you're starting a new project or like something that you're excited about, you can like fail in some way. Cause like we all do, like, whether it's like for me, like I upload like a video and like it doesn't get the amount of views that I expect it to. Or like I've tried for me, I've tried so hard to like get into different niches that just like haven't done well, like fashion, like I've done it, I've dabbled into it, mm-hmm. but it's like not my main thing. And like, same thing with hair. I've tried like, so many different things. Like even at one point I was going to try to do makeup and I like failed. I was like, I'm not a makeup artist. Like this is never <gasps> so going to be, a, this is never going to be a thing for me. But I used to watch so many YouTubers like do makeup and I was like, oh, I can do this. And it's like, no, I can't, you know? Wait, I kind of retract my statement because actually you were the one who kind of taught me how to do my makeup. So I kind of could see that for you. No, I did not. I feel I- like we, we both are not like makeup pros at yeah. all, but we both, I feel like we both have like showed each other different things. You showed me how to do my eyebrows. Oh, that's I will what never it was. Forget that. Okay. Yeah. okay. I will yeah, never forget yeah. that. I learned my eyebrows from you. Okay. That's something that I'm decent at. We'll say, I'll, I'll claim <laughs> that. But no, like I think for the most part for me, like there's always going to be miniature failures, but I always just kind of see them as pointing me in the right direction. So for me, just like dealing with failure, I think before maybe a few years ago, like before I kind of became more self-aware, I would be so frustrated or like really mad at myself when like something doesn't go the way that I planned. But I feel like now I kind of just see failure as like something that's really just guiding you in the right direction. And it's also like, again, just a part of the process. Like you have to fail. You have to fail a lot of times at something, especially if you want it to be the thing that you're going to be doing or something that you get good at. And in order to get good at it so it's like I kind of just see it as like a learning lesson then okay like you just kind of get up and keep going you know no and I think that's beautiful that you do that because that's something I want to touch upon later because that is exactly what you need to have like that's the growth mindset yeah and I feel like when you have that you look at failure differently you look at as more of a blueprint for okay this didn't work out for this particular time but this is what I'll do next time Exactly. And it's like for anything, like anything that you want to be good at, I feel like you have to continue doing it so many times before like you're going to see success with it or before you get like really good at it. And I think we live in like an age where it's like social media. We see people doing things and we see their successes. So we forget that like uh, like the people who are really good at something or who are like do it like really successful like at a certain thing like they probably have failed that thing like so many other times before you know like in order to like get better at it if that makes sense 1000 percent. and it's funny that you say that because i feel like when you look at these influencers you often see like them living these luxurious lifestyles having mm-hmm. all the nicest things like you see that success and you want that success but what a lot of people fail to realize is that that success didn't come without hardship. Yeah. And that kind of segues me into my next question of, I wanted to ask you, what's one of the biggest sacrifices you've had to make Mm. to get to the place where you are today? 
Oh, that's a good question. Oh, that's a deep we go, one. We go in. Um, no, literally, I think for me, one of the biggest sacrifices I've had to make is like this feeling of like fitting in or like being accepted by like other people or just like the crowd that you're in. Because I think for me, for a really long time, I was really like hung up on this like FOMO that I had. Like I wanted to be like. You know, like when, especially when you're like in college or coming out of school, and I think both you and me like come from these backgrounds where it's like we grew up around people who didn't look like us. Like we did not feel like we fit in like in school, in high school, middle school, whatever. And then finally, like when we got to college, I think you and I both kind of like kind of blossomed and like had these moments where it's like, you know, like we really like found our tribe, like our people. And it was really fun. And I think for me, eventually, as I really started to like go into my own personal you know, journey, like, I think especially for, like, everyone, like, you know, around COVID, like, everyone had this kind of journey where they really had to, like, go inward, and I feel like the more I would start doing that, the more I kind of felt isolated from other people, because the more I was, like, okay, like, I maybe don't enjoy, like, doing the same things or talking about the same things that I used to anymore, and, like, that's okay, but I think learning to sacrifice, um, like, this feeling of, like, oh, I fit in, or, oh, I can relate to everyone, and just, like, embracing the fact that maybe you are going through changes, or maybe you are, um, you know, just like thinking about things differently and maybe you don't relate to the people in your life the same way that you used to. Um, I think embracing that for me has like been the biggest thing is like realizing that like it's a sacrifice to like not feel as comfortable and not be like as like, I don't know, like in like, you know, you're giving up like that, like feeling of like connectedness with like the people in your life. But I feel like with that comes like you really getting to learn about yourself. And I feel like everyone kind of has to like go through that period of like really um, like taking time for themselves and like learning how to be alone and like learning how to enjoy just like sitting with themselves and really sitting with everything that they're learning in order to like really grow. And I like how you said that like you really have to go through I call it like a period of reflection. Yeah. And I think during that period of reflection you do you talk about this a lot shadow work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really really big process and a really important process for someone who is looking to shift their mindset and shift their perception about the way in which not only how they view the world but the way that they choose to react Mm. in this world yeah because it's like yeah you can't really ever control like a lot of your external circumstances I feel like and it's like the world there's always going to be things happening but you always get the choice like I feel like I've seen this quote so many times and I really like it it's like you always get you can't control what happens to you but you can control how you react to it you know yeah and it's like learning how to really sit with yourself and sit with the heaviness of like bad things that might happen or like things that might really put you through like a really transformational period that may not be like positive all the time like learning to just sit with that like really gives you a chance to like grow like grow through that if that makes sense you know and like learn how to react to it like in a healthy way I think one of the biggest lessons that or takeaways that I got from my mother was that she always taught me that you can't control how people react to the things that you say and things that you do Mm. and I thought that was a really powerful lesson because I feel like growing up like how you said Mm -hmm. I very much wanted to fit in Yes. And I very much in order to do so, I would do things so people would like me and I would just like basically either be like a yes girl or just kind of shaping myself and forming, molding myself to fit into this persona that wasn't truly me. And and it didn't really work out for me in the end because there was still like I wasn't happy, like I I wasn't getting invited to do things growing up Mm -hmm. like 
and I would and it's just, like even if you are it's like you're not being yourself you exactly. know what I mean yeah and so like I would still be so sad and like I just remember like feeling like this guilt as to like why do why don't these people like me like why can't I fit in like all this stuff and my mom would always just be like you can't control how people are going to react to you. Yeah. You can't control how people are going to perceive you. But what you can do is know how you perceive yourself. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so true. I feel like that's like one of the biggest lessons I'm like going through like right now is like really I'm reading this book called The Four Agreements. Ooh. I think I told you about it. But like it basically like one of the biggest things that it, it says in it is like you can't. What is it? It's like you no, oh, never take anything personally. So it's like whenever someone's reacting to the way that you are or like your personality or whatever it's like you can never take anything personally because like everyone really is like living in their own world and it's like there's no point in wasting your energy trying to control or trying to change the way people see you because it's like you might as well be living for yourself because if you're like always trying to adapt and change and you know like please people then it's like you're always going to be like living for other people like not yourself and it's like if you take things personally if you take like what people think about you like personally then it's like it's always just going to be affecting you more than it's even affecting like anyone else if that makes sense so exactly and it's like you tend to blow things out of proportion in your own mind yeah that they probably isn't even on their radar exactly and it's like I think we both come from that same background of like same thing where it's like I would change my personality or like try to mold or like just fit into any environment that I was in in order to like be liked or be accepted and it's like I think now I'm really going through like a lot of that shadow work like honestly just in the past few years like really realize like it's okay to not be understood sometimes it's okay to not be accepted like you don't have to constantly be adjusting your behavior your personality to like to make other people comfortable and to make other people happy you know yeah and I think that goes back to your original message in my first episode which was be your authentic self yeah yeah because it's like it's like the only thing that you're ever going to be able to do for you and it's like as long as you continue living for other people you'll you'll never be happy you know and I feel like I'm like really learning that now for sure in one of your past videos you said that creating content is very spiritual for you mm-hmm. can you elaborate on that Hmm, yeah I feel like for me like creating content and I say this a lot like now because I've I feel like I'm more starting to like real like really understand like what this means but like for me I really see creating content as like an extension it's like for me a form of creativity but it's like an extension of me as I'm like learning and growing through everything that I'm doing it's like a form of expression as I'm learning things as I'm growing it's like a really for me it's a really easy way for me to like kind of share the things I'm learning and like connect with other people and realize that like everything that I'm going through again like probably like so many other people are going through because it's like there really is a collective consciousness and like a lot of times when you're going through your own battles or journeys like whatever that looks like there's probably so many other people going through that same thing as well and I feel like by you sharing that by you like expressing yourself by you sharing not only like what you're learning but like the things that like are hard for you like you're really giving other people room to like understand and like learn through you but also to like feel like they're seen and heard as well i feel like that's really powerful when you feel seen and when you feel heard that's when you ultimately feel connected to that other person exactly yeah and it's like there's so many things that i would share in my videos and i didn't think i don't think i realized 
I was doing it at the time, but like I was so, I was sharing things in my videos that I was going through and so many other people were like, oh, I'm going through the same thing too. And then I started to like really realize like, okay, there's like a collective thing here. Like everyone, like a lot of people like our age are having like the same realizations about society and like realizations about work and like what life should be about and like all these things. So it's like by you sharing that and like being authentic to you and being true to you while you're sharing that, you can really give people a chance to like really ask themselves like how are they feeling? like as well you know what I mean like really yeah. like give them a chance like dive into their own beliefs and their own ways of thinking about things that maybe that maybe they've been like suppressing when they're around other people to like try to fit in as well you know what I mean you're giving them a community you're yeah. giving them a community you're giving them a safe space to get out those like worries and get out mm -hmm. those like questions that they may have that they may not know how to ask or feel comfortable asking their friends yes. or like loved ones yes and for me like content is like a way for me to also have that community as well it's like uh, it's for me like my youtube channel is like a place where i really feel the most safe it almost sounds so weird but it's like i feel the most safe to like be myself and like ask those questions and like maybe it's because i'm just talking to a camera it doesn't feel like there's anyone there like when i'm recording it at the time but like it's just a really easy way for me to like you know, it's like when you're talking to yourself, you know what I mean? Like you can really like get those things out there yeah. without that judgment. But then it's like you also realize like there's so many other people watching, but they're like, again, going through the same thing, too. And like looking for a community and like that's how a community, I guess, is like created, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like I, I know we've talked about your like comments and stuff. I feel like a lot of your comments are really, really positive. Like, yeah, I don't think you really have gotten much negative like no yeah, yeah. not really youtube for me has always been a really positive place like i think for me i feel the most i feel able to be the most transparent on youtube because it's just such a positive community i think tiktok and instagram are a little bit different but i just think because those are just different communities and like there's different people on it and it's also just like different content so it's like harder to really see someone's like true self on those platforms yeah whereas like youtube it's like a long video of like me talking you know what i mean versus and they like kind of get clip. your character mm -hmm. your personality yeah I feel that. yeah and so one more question before we dive into the theme of today's episode mm. from your latest travels because you've been mr worldwide or no <laughs> let me rephrase that mrs worldwide <laughs> you've been traveling all around my guy what has been the biggest epiphany or takeaway Ooh. that you've gotten from your travels? Ooh, okay. So I, I've been taking some time to really reflect on this. And I was actually talking to Aaron about this, our friend. Um, and I feel like the biggest thing for me is realizing um, is actually that like, I, it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier is like I, for me, from our, like from my childhood at least, like when I was like, in school and trying to fit in there's like a lot of things that I I think are like learned behaviors where it's like when I'm around people and when I'm like making friends or whatever I always kind of like adjust my personality and my behavior to like try to fit in and I think there's still parts of me that like does that and so for me I've really started to like be I for me when I was traveling because I was solo traveling for a little bit and I was meeting some people throughout those interactions I was able to like really look at myself and like really understand like that I still have some of those like behaviors within me if that makes sense so as like luxurious and like fun as the travel might might have seemed I think there was like a lot of shadow work that I had to do like while I was on those trips to really like dissect and like really understand like where those feelings came from I felt like really insecure sometimes when I was around certain people I felt really like unsure of myself and really like socially anxious and stuff and so for me I think 
I don't know if that really answers your question because it's not really like an epiphany, but it's really just like learning that like I still have work to do. Like there's still shadow work to be done. And like it really gave me a chance to see like where I need to like work on certain things, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. And so moving forward, do you think that as a result of that shadow work that you're going to now consciously try to in certain environments not make that shift or not make that change? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think I've already kind of gotten a chance to really see like how I actually want to like be moving forward. Because again, it's like like what we were saying earlier. It's like you really are like you can't be responsible for how other people feel about you. And I feel like throughout my travels, like I was by myself and then eventually like Colin, my boyfriend came out and that was really nice. And then eventually it was like us all together. It's like a group of friends traveling. And I really got a chance to like really kind of like integrate the things that I was learning into like a group environment and I feel like I already kind of started to see like a shift of like me just being more aware of like okay if I feel uncomfortable if I'm like we talked about this like if I'm tired and like I just like don't feel like talking like I can just sit and be quiet and I don't have to like force myself to be like on all the time yeah whereas before I think I would have been so like no I have to like I don't want people to be upset with me I want to like bring the energy all the time and I feel like you can relate to this too where it's like you always want to like you know people like want to see a certain version of you sometimes But it's like just learning that like, again, you don't have to be responsible for how other people perceive you. Like you can still have fun with your friends and connect with people without having to consistently like turn yourself on. Like you can just be your authentic self and people will still love you and like appreciate your presence, you know? Yes, I definitely do because I feel like how you said I can really resonate with you and the fact that it's tiring being on all the time. Yes. It's also unnecessary exactly and like, <laughs> if you really ask yourself like okay when I'm around my friends like am I exhausted from these interactions or like am I like actually like fueled and like enjoying them and it's like I feel like if you really ask yourself and like really take the time to like look at how you feel you'll really be able to see like what people in your life you can really be yourself with and like in what areas you're really allowing yourself to be yourself if that makes sense you know what I mean because it's yeah. like again we all have like shadow selves and like shadow work to work on and I think like your relationships like your you know like romantic relationships but also like your friendships like really give you a chance like really see and understand like what those areas look like that like maybe you need to like work on some more if that makes sense so for me traveling was a really good way to like really look at those things yeah I definitely and I'm glad that you were able to have that time to yourself to really I feel like hone in on that reflection yeah same Cause like you don't always get that. I feel like usually when you're traveling and it's like you're with other people, like it's usually always like, you know, like you're in a group setting. It's like people that you know, but it's like when you're meeting people for the first time and you're by yourself, it's like a totally different experience to like really get a chance to like interact with people, but also like spend time with yourself and like really appreciate that time with yourself, you know? Yeah. So, cause I really enjoyed my solo travel. Yeah. I did. And a big part was just one, I didn't think I had it in myself to solo travel just the fact because you're the only one that you're counting on yes it's just it's definitely a good testimony to I feel like you're stronger than you think you are for sure and then the fact that like it did allow me to meet so many amazing people that I still talk to today that I'm really glad and thankful for same yeah because I think when you're solo traveling like you also get a chance to meet people that you probably wouldn't meet like if you were in a group because like you're just more likely to like talk to people and like yeah you know like interact with people like in a different way so 
yeah. I definitely recommend it for anyone who's on the fence about doing it. Yes, I think it's so necessary if you can. Let's talk about mindset. Mm. Shifting mindset. So for this episode, I did some research and just kind of as well as thought about my evolution and growth process throughout these past months. And I've put together three key, I guess, steps, we'll call them, that I think have really helped me to kind of shift my mindset Mm -hmm. and help me to really help me basically on my journey of self-growth. Okay. And so I want to share those with you, kind of get your expertise, your advice and thoughts and opinions on them as well. Yes, I'm ready. I need these steps. So step number one. That you should, ooh, I don't know why I said that. That was nice. Oh. <laughs> I'm just trying to be like a voice character here. I don't know. You can be like a voice announcer. Step one. Step number one. <laughs> okay, no, you do the drum roll. You do the drum roll. <laughs> That's a drum roll. I feel like that probably sounded really good. Keep going. <laughs> In what world is this a drum roll? <laughs> okay, wait, okay, ready? Step, Step one. Number one. <laughs> Video. Learn away. <laughs> I can't roll my R's. I can't. I can't. I, this. I literally can't. Okay, I'm going to do step one and then you're going to do it. Okay. Step one. <laughs> Is the belief serving me right now? And by that, I basically mean that growing up you may have been taught a specific belief or value that really kind of resonated with you and at that time was really appropriate but maybe through different events that have transpired in your life as you've grown up that same belief or value may not actually be healthy for you or really it may not like be serve you yeah it yeah, may yeah. not be useful for you anymore yeah yeah i feel like there's so many like things for me that have been like that and i feel like before we were talking about this like you had a really good example for it it was like oh the church i think for me was one because i know like one thing that automatically popped into my head was like people who were in the lgbtq community who Mm -hmm. like growing up in the church they may have had one certain belief or perception of the church and the values that it had but as they grew up and they kind of developed into their personalities and maybe they came out that same belief or value may not resonate with them in the exact same way that it did before. Yes. And I think in order to create that shifting mindset or create growth for you as a person is you need to really consider and kind of be open to the fact that some beliefs or values may not be suited for you anymore. Yeah. Like they may have served you at one point in your life, but sometimes a lot of beliefs that we had, like at some point, whether it be like, like you said, like through the church, like what our parents taught us or whatever, like it may not serve us at this point in our lives. And like, that's okay. You know? Exactly. And I think that's the bigger picture is learning to be okay with that. Yes. And not being scared by that. Yeah. Like not being scared to like open your mind to new things, like accept the fact that like you can, you can like grow past certain beliefs and like unlearn them. So I feel like that's basically like what it is. It's like unlearning old learn beliefs like you can grow from that and like it's okay to like evolve past that basically you know i do i think that kind of segues us into the second step which Mm -hmm. is something that you touched on before 
which is adapting a growth mindset Mm -hmm. rather than a fixed mindset. Yes. And so for those who may not be too familiar with those terms, a fixed mindset is essentially assuming that your intelligence and that your talents and like your fixed traits, these are all things that you're born with. They're not Mm -hmm. stuff that is like taught or like things that you work for. It's like you either have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. Whereas a growth mindset is you're very much open to new opportunities and new perceptions and essentially at the core a growth mindset is you look at failure not as a negative thing but as rather an opportunity to learn yes from your mistakes and to grow from them yes 100 because i feel like we were talking about this earlier it's like for me i think learning that failure is just a part of the process and it's like learning to be okay with failing gives you a chance to grow and become better at at whatever it is that you want to do versus I think with someone who has like a fixed mindset who like tries something or is maybe like trying to I don't know like grow in somewhere like get good at something if you have a fixed mindset and like you're so stuck on the fact that like once I fail this is it like this is the wall like I need to like go somewhere else or whatever like you'll never actually be good you'll never be able to like give yourself a chance to like become good at what you want to do but also like you'll never really give yourself a chance to like grow and learn even like with your own beliefs, you know? I do because I feel like that kind of goes back to this notion of having to be perfect all the time. If you feel the need, like for me with the podcast, like I feel like I was really self-sabotaging myself Mm -hmm. by not trying to release the podcast until everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. Like in my mind, I was like, I can't release the podcast until I have the perfect name, until I have the perfect sound, until I have the perfect, like every little thing is planned out to a T. I know exactly what I'm doing. And it's like, you can try to create perfectness, but you'll never achieve it. Nothing is ever going to be perfect, especially not at the first go around yeah and it's like you're doing yourself a disservice by like putting things off in order to like try to be perfect because it's like you'll never I feel like until you just start doing something you'll never fully like even be able to like learn how to get good at it anyways I feel like like with a lot of people whenever they want to like start like with content or like start a business or whatever like they wait until like they know everything to like really want to start but it's like you'll never fully be able to like learn until you like dip your feet in or like what's the term you know what I mean like your toe in the water yeah yeah. that's exactly what happened for me like starting this podcast I didn't realize that before you release a podcast you actually have to release it a week in advance for Apple to like screen and all this stuff I didn't know that yeah it was just like and that's what I'm saying like as you try these new projects as you try these new passions you're gonna uncover so many different things that like you weren't prepared for and so it's like in order to have the type of mindset or the type of perseverance to get through what you need to you have to be okay with being caught off guard and kind of adapting quickly to be like okay like let's do this you know Mm -hmm. and not being phased by setbacks exactly it's like we were saying earlier it's like learning to be okay with failing versus like trying to avoid failure it's like I think once you start kind of embracing failure as a part of the process and like once you start allowing yourself to continue moving past any like setbacks or obstacles like you said like you'll really be able to like learn and grow from it and then like now here you are with your podcast like you're like you've grown so much in seven months eight months like you've like interviewed so many like amazing people and 
like you wouldn't have done that if you would have just kept putting it off trying to make it so perfect you know yeah thanks friend yeah Um, i love it i love seeing the evolution and the growth it's amazing no me too and i like obviously i've seen that through you i feel like i've seen it more in your con like i've seen it a lot in your con content but i think i've seen it the most in just you like your Mm. personality and just the way that you've changed as like to be the woman that you are uh yeah no same with you it's like i think for both of us like having any i know we were talking about this earlier it's like having anything in your life where it's like you're going through a phase of like transformation or even if something like feels kind of negative at the time it like really gives you a chance to like embrace whatever it is that you have to learn in the moment because like literally life is like always a learning experience like once you start embracing not only like obstacles and setbacks with like a project that you're doing but also like in life just in general i feel like you really get a chance to like grow and learn just about yourself you know yeah and i feel like that's why it's so important if you are actively trying to work on yourself and your self journey and whether that's through creativity or whether that's through whatever i think it's so important for you to just always keep an open mind yeah and and like a growth mindset like you said like just allowing yourself to like embrace the process exactly which brings me to the third and final step which is stop making excuses Mm, that's the hardest one it is it really really is and i feel like i touched upon that with me basically making excuse for my podcast i didn't want to release until it was perfect Mm -hmm. um had i not done that i probably wouldn't be here where i am today with you sitting on this couch exactly because i remember okay this is what we were talking about earlier it's like with the podcast it's like i remember at one point in the summer when you told me you want to start it and then like by the end you you kept telling me you're like i'm gonna start the podcast by the end of the year and it's like you eventually just started it like i think by like the end of the summer and like because i think at first there were like so many different things it was like the name and like the branding i think it's like with anyone with any kind of project there's so many little things that you're constantly like thinking through and like you want it to be perfect yeah but i think as soon as you kind of started like letting go and just like allowing yourself to just like really focus on the mission is like really when you kind of just like started like being okay with like dipping your toe in and just going for it Yeah, and I feel like I definitely agree with that observation because I feel that had I stayed so caught up in trying to make everything perfect, I wouldn't have gotten to the realization that I like where my podcast has taken me Mm -hmm. and I like the direction that it's kind of turned into because it definitely started out as more so exploring different unique jobs and people pursuing their passions and then now it's kind of taken this more mental aspect to it where i'm trying to still speak with people and Mm -hmm. understand why they're so interested in the passion that they're doing and why how they're achieving or going for Mm -hmm. their passion but i really really want to start focusing more on the mindset that it takes to achieve that passion or achieve that goal because i feel like so many of us are very comfortable and complacent with just kind of watching or or being okay with just kind of letting other people do for us yeah i want to be the doer i don't want to be a watcher exactly and it's like i think a lot of times when we see other people constantly doing something we make excuses because we feel like oh that could never be me or like oh i don't have what it takes or x y and d but it's like you would never know until you start you know what i mean And it's like if you didn't start the podcast you wouldn't be 
where you are today and it's like I'm sure there's so many people who like are looking up to you who are like okay like I want to be doing what you're doing but it's like you had to start from where you were and like really evolve and learn as you went through your own journey and it's like now you're here you know so it's like you I feel like you have to just literally just dip your toe in because everyone else had like everyone always has their own unique like thing or what like purpose or whatever that they can bring to the table but like a lot of times you don't know what that is until you just start and you stop making excuses and you just like start doing what you want to do you know yeah i do thank you that was beautifully said lynette thank you i try (laughs) i try with the sound bites (laughs) i'm dead and this will beautifully it doesn't beautifully segue us in but (laughs) we're gonna now as a good gooder i was gonna say gooder all right now is a good time than fuck me i don't know how to fucking talk oh better time than ever i know what you're trying to say yeah yeah yeah. you complete me (laughs) (laughs) now is a better time than ever to segue into our q a of relationships thank you guys to all those who wrote in and sent in questions for us to answer they were all so interesting and i really want to devote the proper time to these questions because you guys really you guys really asked some hard-hitting stuff, and I I really want to make sure that we do y'all justice. So let's get into it. Question one that we were asked was, I'm going through best friend separation. Mm. How do you know if you should keep trying or to let it go? Mm. That's a good question. Do you want to start with that one? I'll start. I feel like it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier is like your I think you said this is like your body really tells you everything. And it's like I think if you're spending time with people, if you're like, you know, especially like someone that you're really close with, like if you really notice that your energy is being depleted from that person or if you feel like tired or like anxious or whatever from talking to them or just being around them, then I feel like you usually know like your body will always tell you like your gut especially always tells you when a friendship has expired or when a person in your life no longer is serving a like certain purpose in your life, whatever, whether that be romantic or like just a normal friendship, I feel like you always kind of just know, like, right. Like I feel like you would, like, I feel like we both have kind of had this experience. Yeah, I definitely do. And I think recently we went through something in our friend group where we had to decide whether or not someone in our life was creating value for us or Mm -hmm. if it was, actually hindering yeah and I think the biggest factor for me in deciding was deciding one whether or not I felt drained from my conversations with this person yeah but also just did they respect me yeah and I felt like I wasn't respected yeah because I think like you and I have both talked about this I think when you kind of like if you were like bring your mom in and like ask your mom like if you were to tell your mom everything about a friendship with someone and they were to tell you just any outside party and they were to like really observe it like what's the word objectively or subjectively or whatever yeah and they were to really observe like how that person treats you what would they actually say about it and I feel like your mom or like you know like my mom or whatever like they can always give you the best advice or just anyone like to really tell you like okay if this person's not treating you well like a lot of times as someone who's close to someone like we don't really see it yeah yeah because we want to like accept that person and love that person for who they who they are and like we're easier to forgive but if you take a third like outside party to really observe how someone's treating you a lot of times you might start to realize like okay that person's not even treating you well like that person's like straight up disrespecting you or lying to you or x y and z and you may have made excuses for them before but it's like no like you know i think that was beautifully said i don't think i could have said that better myself yeah 
So it's like I think that's how you usually know. It's like how you feel, how you feel when you're around them, and then like you said, like how is that person treating you from like a objective view? Like are they treating you with the respect that you deserve? Yeah, I think that's a good one. The next one was, how do you get over fear of people judging you? Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. That's um, a good question. I could talk first about that one. Yeah. I feel like for me, it was, it's definitely not an easy thing because I feel like naturally, us as human beings, we want to be liked. We want people to want to be around us and therefore we do things like how we were saying to be liked. I think it really just comes down to knowing who you are and when you're comfortable with that, when you're like really comfortable and set with that, the outside perceptions of you that other people may have won't matter. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. And it's like you said, like, I think a lot of times we have to ask ourselves like where those fears come from, do the shadow work, like really dissect. Like, again, you and me have like, you know, maybe the way that we grew up or X, Y, and Z that have kind of caused us to really fear like now, like, because really asking yourself like where you are like right now, like why you have that fear. I think you can really like usually kind of ask yourself like where that comes from. It's usually like from the past, you know? And so it's like really getting it, giving yourself a chance, like look at like where you kind of learn those behaviors and you learn those beliefs about yourself. Like the idea that you have to change yourself or like adapt to how other people see you or x y and z like i think once you kind of start to dissect that you can really like kind of get over that and really learn again like you said like who you are and like what you care about and the things that like you really stand for you know yeah and to piggyback off that i feel like when you start being authentically you you will attract people who resonate with you and yes. you will attract people who are into the same things as you are and so mm-hmm. it's like they won't judge you because they have those same common interests that you do. Yeah. And like the same thing with like an online community. It's like anywhere you go, your friendships, whatever. It's like you're going to attract people once you start being authentically yourself for sure. Exactly. That's a good question. I know. I liked it. Um, how do you keep going when you're tired and exhausted in life? Ooh. I honestly think like we have this really weird like society that we live in that's so focused on productivity all the time and like we don't think that like we're worthy unless we are constantly producing or starting something new or like making achievements so I think it's honestly important to like rest when you feel tired like when you're really tired and exhausted and you have nothing to give there's no point in trying to pour from an empty cup and I kind of have had to learn that like it's okay to rest it's okay to give yourself like I gave myself three weeks to just chill and like I worked a little bit but like I definitely was not working at the same level that I usually would and it's really uncomfortable like I really struggled with it but I think giving yourself that room to just rest when you need it and when you are tired and being honest with yourself when you are I think is really really important yeah I agree I have nothing really to add on to that yeah I think you killed that friend. Wow, thanks. <laughs> Ooh, I like this one. How do you find good friends in your 20s? Friendships that are healthy Ooh. and go both ways. I think you already touched on this really well when you said being your authentic self, you know? I agree. I guess they're asking more so how like how can you go out oh. and meet people? That's how I'm interpreting oh, it. Oh, yeah. I think you're better at this than me. I think you probably have a better like... Um. I would say it's hard because I think that's definitely one thing that I've noticed coming out of college is Mm -hmm. that it is harder to make friends, which is kind of weird. But I mean, it makes sense because it's like college. 
you're for not forced but it's like you have classes with these people it's like you see these people on the weekend and it's like you have a lot of different opportunities to meet people whereas outside of college once you graduate you just go to work Mm -hmm. and i think one thing that really helps people is joining programs or going out and doing things that you like to do so like for instance like i really like art so like some things that i'll do is i'll go to art galleries by myself Mm -hmm. and from there like i have no problem going up and talking to people and like interacting but i know some people are a little bit more reserved and shy but just by being in those areas and being in those spaces I feel like you have a much higher chance of finding people who you have a lot more in common with, yeah. which will give you first step to making a friendship. I, guess. I agree. I was going to say the same thing. It's just like finding those common interests. Cause it's like, there's so many things that like, I think we as adults can like get into like, you know, like when you're in school, it's easier cause you have like clubs and like X, yeah. Y, and Z. But it's like, I think when you're older, you have to purposely go and seek out the things that you're passionate about. Like you said, like you for art, or like something physical, if that's like yoga or working out. Like I remember you were, you kept telling, I wish I kind of, I would have gone. I feel like we could still go. But you kept telling me about this like one workout thing that you would go to every Saturday. And oh, be like yeah. black people working out. And it's like stuff like that. I feel like it's really cool because it really gives you a chance to like connect with people your age or just connect with people in general who like are into the same things as you. I think that that's the best way for sure, like you said. Yeah, so I guess my biggest, I guess, tip for that would just be kind of put yourself out. Like don't be afraid to put yourself out there and like, yeah. I think Facebook is a good way to go and find events or like honestly even Instagram like I'm sure whatever city you're living in there's probably an Instagram dedicated to different like events or like uh, hobbies that are going on in your particular city so I would definitely say like search those out and like go to those events and like don't be afraid to go up to people yeah for sure like don't be afraid to just go up and like talk to I feel like I'm not as good about that but I feel like you have shown me like it's okay to do that and like you can always again if you're connecting with people like on a common interest like it's easy to like find something to talk about you know exactly like you already have one subject of common interest that exactly. you know is gonna work yeah yeah that was a good question um how do you maintain healthy boundaries and friendships Ooh, mm, that's that a good was, question yeah. these are really good um you can go with this one first. I don't know. I think for me, I don't know. I think boundaries look different for everyone and like depending on what your relationship or friendship looks like. But I think for me, I'm probably better at this than you are because I feel like we're both like you're more of a people pleaser and I'm more of like a I will straight up just be like I I'm like almost too blunt. So I feel like for me, it's not as much of an issue. I kind of am just more like I feel like I am. I need to kind of scale back on my boundaries a little bit, if that makes sense. Like, I just think I'm like almost too straightforward with people. If that no, makes but that's sense. good. Like, that's one. That's why we work, baby. That's why we that's balance why we out. Work, Literally, because, so yeah, you balance this out. But I feel like boundaries are good, and that's something I guess I can talk about because that's something that I'm actively working on. Yeah, and we say actively because it's it's a work in progress. But I think the thing with setting boundaries with friendships is. If you don't feel comfortable enough to have those open conversations with your friends where you're like, hey, you're doing X, Y, Z and it's making me feel like this. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel comfortable having those types of conversations with your friends, Mm -hmm. then you may need to take another step back and look at 
are we even really friends? Yes, 100%. Because that's what I was going to say. I feel like with the friendships that I have now, and I'm sure maybe with you too, it's like I don't really feel as uncomfortable like having those conversations. And I think it's just because like I'm at a place now where I have more friendships where they are more authentic and I can, I do have space to like talk about those things. But yeah, 100%. I think you, you hit it like on the head. Like if you can't have those conversations, like you probably are not in the right friendships, you know? Exactly. Because I feel like, for me, I know that there was one incident with one of my friends where, like, we weren't hanging out, we weren't seeing each other as much, and, like, she confronted me on it, and I told her my reasons for why, and her response was just like, wow, like, thank you for bringing this to my attention. I'm going to work on this. And it was, like, it was a productive conversation, and it was an honest conversation, like, and I was really glad that she reached out to me because I'm still working on my confrontation. Like, I, I'm not the best at confronting people mm-hmm. when I'm feeling some type of way. So that's something I'm working on. But, like, when confronted with the issue, I will say how I feel. Yeah. And I'm sure with you, like, I'm sure you can speak to it more. But, like, I think for someone who's probably less comfortable drawing boundaries, would you say it's just, like, learning to practice has helped you more? Just, like, it's you probably have to, like, just force yourself to do it. You do. You have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And through that, through working at it, you'll slowly get better and you'll slowly start to realize that by drawing these boundaries, they'll respect you more. Yeah. And it's like it's just going to make your friendships healthier. It's, it's going like to make always, it stronger. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's like I think if me and you couldn't like just openly talk about like, oh, you're pissing me off or like whatever, like then I don't think that we would be as close as we are, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, that's a good question too. This is, this will be the last question for the Q and A. What's your, uh, what's your favorite thing about each other? Oh, I like that question. I can go first. I would say my favorite thing about you is your, I don't know if I'm going to word this right. I think like starting it off, it's the fact that we're so different because you balance me, like we balance each other out very well. And I think for me, it's just your openness and your ability to see the good in everyone that you meet. Because I feel like it kind of teaches me to do the same. Whereas like I'm more like closed off or it's like if I meet people, I'm usually like, "Uh, I don't know. Like I'm just not as I don't like I think for me, especially in the past, I wouldn't like see the good in people as quickly. Whereas you have always just assumed the best about people and assumed like the best case scenario. And I really admire that about you. So it's like something that I really like a quality that like I want or like something that I want to learn from. So I feel like that would be the biggest thing. Aww, I'm touched. Wow. <laughs> My favorite thing about you. Where to start? There's probably so many. Let me just write a mini poem. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I think my favorite thing about you is just the fact that one, you constantly teach me so much. Like Aww. I feel like I'm constantly stimulated with our conversations, whether it's like you're telling me about a new book that you learned or like a new method, a new ideology. Like you make me question mm-hmm. the world. And I really, really value that because I feel like before I just would kind of just la di da di da, but like you really you ask really profound questions, and I feel like Aww. your drive, okay, is unmatched. Like, Aw, thank you. Just listening to all the things that you've done and all the things that you tell me that you want to do, it blows my mind. Like just the fact that what we were talking about in Tulum about where you want to take your content next, Mm -hmm. just hearing about how you have this vision 
and that I know you're going to achieve it because you do anything that you set your mind out for. And I just feel that like you teach me you. Yeah. Like how you said you balance me out. You really cause me to not only think and question, but you cause me to want to dream bigger. And I feel like my biggest thing that I'm always going to be so grateful for is that you've never made me feel bad about dreaming too big. Mm. Like you've always been a very big support system for me no matter what and for that i feel like that's something that i've always loved oh thank you friend that's so cute no that's really cool i feel like yeah because i think we both kind of do that where it's like we both because you like you said you're such a big ideas person so it's like i think that you already dream so big so it like even though we're very different it pairs very well because we're both like i feel like we can both talk about things and be like yeah like one day we're gonna like I don't know, like be doing X, Y, and Z. And it's like the most like outlandish thing, maybe like to someone else. But it's like, I feel like we always have those conversations where it's like, we'll both be like dreaming big and like talking about like the things we want to do and stuff. Yeah. Like no aspiration is too big. Yes. I feel like it's so important though to like find friendships where you can like have room to do that. Cause it's like, if you can't like dream big with the people in your life, then it's like, what's the point, you know? Yeah. Cause you want to be able to like grow with people and learn with people, but also like achieve and like win with the people in your life, you know? Yeah. You want to see your, you want to circle. (laughs) (laughs) He's in circle. (laughs) I had a full conversation going on in my head. You want to see your circle win. You want to yes. see you and all the people that you care about deepest yes. and deeply for succeed. Exactly. And it's like, I feel like when you surround yourself with people that you're always admiring and learning from, it's like naturally it's going to seem so like for me, whenever you tell me about the things that you want to do, it's the same thing where it's like, oh, I know you're going to do it because I know not only like do you have the drive to do it, like you've started this podcast, you're doing all these things, but it's like I know you can because of who you are. Like I wouldn't be like that sounds kind of like cringy. Like I wouldn't be friends with someone who couldn't do something like that. But it's like I just know you. You know what I mean? So it's like. No, I mean, they always say that like your reflection of like what the, the three, five. Yeah, the five people you hang out with. The yeah. Most. And that's why I definitely feel so honored and blessed to be friends with the people that I am friends with because Same. I feel I constantly get so much from them. And it's because of my friends and like the relationships that I have with people that I feel comfortable enough to be this crazy outlandish person who just wants to live life because I feel like the people around me and closest to me have made me feel comfortable in the way that like they they're they're gonna support me yeah and that's what I love yeah it's like having that space to be able just to be like you said like your authentic self like I feel like it really always comes back to that yeah wow this was a very like good what is the word like emotional not emotional but like very cathartic episode it really was because it it feels very full circle to me like you said like i feel like from where we were at the beginning if you guys go back and watch the first episode to where we are now like there's just been so much growth i feel like we were already pretty mature back then but it's like just in seven months i feel like we've changed and grown and like learned you know like go us wow i love that I'm proud. I'm really proud. I hope I you guys too. enjoyed mine and Lynette's little rambling session. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I genuinely, I hope you guys found some value in this episode and that moving forward for season two of Above the Mean, like I said, we're still going to come at it. I'm still going to do interviews with amazing, interesting people and passions, but 
I also really do want to dive more so into this thought-provoking mindset and like really dive deeper into how can we as a collective get to a mindset that you can go for your passion and not feel afraid to achieve that passion. Yes. And so definitely let me give me feedback on whether or not you liked this episode, whether you like this kind of shift in the podcast or whether you want well i don't care what you want no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> but like definitely give me your feedback so that moving forward i know how to better serve y'all and make sure that you guys are getting stuff out of it because i know i am but i also want to make sure that y'all are resonating and that y'all feel that this is beneficial to you yeah and so i know it is to me i say keep going keep doing what you're doing yeah you're doing a good job oh thanks I genuinely do think that I'm really happy and really fortunate and blessed to be given this platform. I don't take it lightly. And I really do look forward to continuing to grow with y'all and just seeing what happens next. Yes, I love it. I love seeing the transparent growth. It's like it's so cool to see you transform and change through this platform. So I'm excited to see what's next. And then, as always, you know, Lynette will be back, I'm sure, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'll find my way back here. (laughs) I'll pop out anytime. You never know when to expect me. (laughs) Well, this is bittersweet. I don't want to say goodbye, so we won't say goodbye. It's uh, see you later. Yes. Thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my God. Of course. I literally could not think of anyone else. Wow. Thank you. Thanks, guys, again for tuning in. And as always, remember, don't settle for average. Rise above the mean and stand out. That was so good.